news, topics and services in your local community regarding disabilities and the NDIS. Able Chat is about disability. Able Chat is about health. Able Chat is about your community. That's right. Welcome to Able Chat for another week in which we are here to talk about all those things that no one wants to talk about. It's true. Uh, of course, you're listening. Uh, my name is Sandy Bottom and I'm, of course, the host of Able Chat here at 89.32 GLF. Uh, on this program, we talk about, well, we talk to a lot of specialists about disability, what they do. Uh, we talk about services and technologies. We talk about community awareness and also events tonight. We'll be uh, covering through what's happening out there in our community, especially uh, for all those people people that uh, listen from right around the country on demand. Uh, we're very lucky that we uh, can have this conversation. Finally, someone's going to tackle those little, uh, you know, those little moments that, you know, no one wants to tackle. Disability is very complicated. Uh, no part of it is actually easy. Uh, and I think that's why we decided to create this, of course, show, uh, because there's a lot of families out there that really struggle with the day-to-day uh, of disabilities and how to make it work. Last week, we had a great discussion with the Disability Advocate uh, Organisation, the Society, I think they are called. Uh, they were so if you haven't listened to that, go back onto the uh, 2GLF website uh, and check that 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 recording out last week, uh, which was live. Of course, uh, you know, it was brilliant. Uh, you'll learn a lot. And also, especially when it comes to dealing with those tackling questions we don't want to. Tonight, well, we have another specialist uh, and let me say she's far from boring she's fantastic I'm going to try and get her on the air now uh, and uh, she's come all the way from creating links uh, have we got you on air tonight say hello Narelle alright well hello there we go now I can hear you I knew that I pushed a button wrong somewhere oh good it only takes a button to get it all wrong now of course you're a specialist. Uh, what is your specialty in your specialist area? Well, I'm a support coordinator, Sandy. I've been doing that now for, oh, goodness, about 15 years, I'd have to say. And um, so my role is to connect people who have an NDIS plan. Um, I connect them with their supports and services as per their plan and according to their funding. Yeah, now it is very interesting because uh, your job is very multifaceted in a way. It is. <laughs> it can be, that's yes. for sure. And we, yeah, yeah, it varies a lot. 
It does vary a lot. And uh, I know a lot of listeners so, uh, uh, that, that may know what uh, your job does. But as you say, uh, you get a plan. And we, we, we've been saying this quite a fair bit over the last few weeks on the radio program. But you've got yeah. to get a plan and ask for support coordination. Is that right? Yeah, pretty much so. They don't just give it to anyone. Um, you have to express why why you think you may need someone to help you coordinate services and supports. Um, of course, it's not everybody needs it, but there are certainly more that do than don't. Yeah, and I get, I yeah. get that. Um, yep. Because, you know, um, I, I think it's a bit of a minefield on the options you yep. can take, isn't it? Oh, it is, certainly is. That, that's for sure. Um, not not only with, you know, with your very first NDIS plan, not only knowing what to expect from your very first initial plan review meeting, but then to, to, to be able to understand how to use your plan, how to use, you know, the different budget categories that are stated in your plan and and from there it's it's just yeah it's it can be very confusing for people yeah so uh i thought tonight what we would do is Mm. we would um discuss the the steps you would take or or this is advice of course everything we do here is on advice uh depending Mm. on your circumstances and what type of plan you have um, yeah. And hopefully down the track, we, we might cover a couple of plans, no names, but we might sort of look at sort of their scenario. But yeah. I thought I thought tonight would be an interesting thing. Uh, I know we've just come across um, someone that was requiring uh, some home help um, yeah. and uh, they were struggling a little bit at home and yeah. they've had, uh, they, they, they want to get more home help. Uh, yeah. That's that's the nature of their their beast, I suppose you say, yeah. with their disability NDIS plan. Now, yep. what what what's our first steps? If I if I suddenly find myself in a situation that yep. my disability, my legs are, are not as good as they used yep. to be, um, yep. what what do we do, Niz? How do, how do, what's the step we take? Okay, so, well, first of all, everyone deserves, everyone deserves to live in a safe environment and a clean environment. Yeah, so, right. you know, so if if they become incapacitated in some way as so that they cannot look after their domestic duties like they would normally, so they would then, um, well, hopefully they... It would depend what's in their plan. So if they've, you know, that comes from core support. So if they've got, you know, like a healthy budget in core support, yeah, that they could employ someone um, to come and um, come and help them do their domestic assistance in their home or do their yard and garden maintenance. Now, is um, core support yeah. something that's mainly dropped into most plans, or is it just something? Is it another one of these requests that they, they just sort of say, all right, we're going to give you? Is there... Yeah, yeah, that's a really good question yeah. because, and, and I see it, being a support coordinator, I see it varied. So with older uh, people, um, depends what their disability is, of course, and it also depends on how isolated they are. Yeah. You know, so, but with younger, yeah, so in those sort of cases, yes, they usually do get some sort of core some sort mm, of core supports. Mm. Um, but for children, I've noticed, you know, if it's um, ECEI, early childhood, early intervention, yeah. they they usually, they don't 
always get core supports because what the NDIS are trying to do is um, give them lots of funding for early intervention, you know, as in therapy, speech yeah. therapy, yeah. physiotherapy, OTs, all those sorts of things. Yeah, that, because that, that, that's yeah. The, the building blocks of, of that's right. trying yeah. to, to help understand more about your yes. disability, isn't it? It's about getting to that's it really, right. really early. That's right. Uh, sometimes they might throw in, depend, as I said, depends on the disability, but they might throw in some core for some respite for the, for the family, yeah. you know, some short-term accommodation. Um, yes, but, but for older people, I've, yeah, they usually get the core supports and that covers a lot of different things. It, it's a bit of an open bag, isn't it? It's the open, oh, it's, it's the it open suitcase. It's the that's it's, for sure. When you see that line in a plan, you you yeah. it, it world lights up a little bit more. I think. Oh, definitely. It gives you more options, you know, and also within that core budget would be some assistive technology. Yeah, that's yeah. also um, you know if if that's needed. But of course, you talk about that when you have your planning meeting. So yeah. when you when you first um, fill in a NDIS access form to actually access a package from yeah. the NDIS, yeah, yeah, and you know, and and you get accepted, and then they send you a um, a letter with a with a date to say that we have an appointment to do your initial plan review meeting, and that's when you talk about all your needs, you know, and your worst case scenario, you know, of of your day to day living. Yeah. And that's where you know, and that's where you would state all the things that you would be looking to to needing support for. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I, I sort of I think it's it's so daunting. Uh, oh, it can be the, the process, yeah. isn't it? It's very daunting. And, it and, certainly is. Uh, that's why yeah. the advocacy uh, group last week that we spoke to on the show yeah. was, was oh yeah was just amazing in the fact that you know that if you really are struggling, that's what they're there yeah. for to to find at yeah. least someone in your area that can well, help that's you. Right. And yeah, right. uh, and I think that that you know that plan because if you don't ask those questions at the beginning, you're a bit stuck, right. don't you? That's right. You definitely are, and 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 they will assume you already know, or mm. or that you're already happy. And that's the other thing too. If you're not happy with your very first plan, you know, you you can have a review. You can appeal, and you can say, look, well, no, I did ask. That happened to one of my participants a couple of weeks ago, just before yeah. I went on leave. Yeah. I had a lovely young man, and um, he was born with cerebral palsy. Right. And um, right. yeah, and his he had his first plan and now this young man's 25 i think 25 years old and he's just had his first ndis plan wow i don't yeah wow. he's been sort of in and out of foster homes and things like that but i think that's yeah anyway so his very first plan and it, and it was it, i can't remember um yeah when it, exactly it was but anyway right. he he got no call he got absolutely no core. No core and whatsoever. No, he just got some. It was a very meagre plan, um, and he got some funding for some therapy. He got some transport funding to assist him, but um, 
he needed call because he needs support to get to his appointments. To to he's wanting to do a take course. He can't get there because you know he needs a support worker to come and pick him up and take him there. So yeah, long story short, we did a, we did a plan review and uh, yeah, he got a very nice plan after that. It was more wow. adequate to his needs mm. and um, yeah, to to sort of um, support him appropriately. So he was very happy about that. But you know, it happens, and some people don't even appeal, even when it's not satisfactory. You know, no. they, it's a bit sad, but yeah. So uh, we, we, we've got a, a client that's come through, uh, needs mm-hmm. some house cleaning, so he's got, we're going yep, to try yep. and get him called. That's that's probably yep. um, some a, a very vital part, I think, really, you yes, know, to yes. get that call, and especially... Well, it is. Do you know, yep. uh, and I'm not, I'm not asking you this whether I think you know or you don't know, because I don't know, yep. is um, the question is if they have a aged package... Does yes. it affect their NDIS package? I don't know. Or I don't think you can get NDIS. No, so no. NDIS, yeah, you can't apply for an NDIS package if you're over 65. Okay, right. However, I have several participants who are now over 65, right. but they still retain their NDIS package. Right. So if, if they've had it, you know, for like when they're 60 or even when they've been 40, you know, yeah, they don't yeah. they don't suddenly hit 65 and it stops. And you lose it. That doesn't, okay. no, yeah, no, that does not happen. That, that no, makes sense, continue. doesn't it? Makes sense yeah. when you think about it because, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, if, if you've got um, disability issues at the moment, yeah. they're not going to go away yeah. when you're 65, are they? No, no that's is. right. That's exactly right, yes. Mm. Um, I have a couple of um, participants I support who are, um, they are now over 65, but they're in nursing homes, but right. they they still, um, yeah. And so the NDIS support, because they're in nursing homes, yeah. the NDIS will support, in their package will come a portion for the nursing home, for their care. Right, okay. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, so they, so what they would do is they would take away the home support core, yes. I suppose, the idea that, well, you don't need support in home anymore. But, no, but, that's right. But you'd still like to go out shopping once a week or yeah, twice yeah, or something. Yeah, 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 that's right. And that's exactly what happens. So they still have core support. They still have um, improved daily living for the, for some therapies. There's a couple um, of ladies that I support that have physio. Um, one has a dietitian, you know, things like that. So they still mm. support them as, as a normal interior person. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, I I yeah. didn't realize yeah. it even felt like that and it yeah. it's um it's an interesting thing because there's a there is a lot of people that yeah. uh, are are out in our community at the moment and they're not sure how yeah. they stand. So I yeah, mean Yeah, that's right. You know, especially if you're if you're only in your 50s and uh, yeah. you know, it yeah. does mean that you can apply for it. Um, yeah, yeah. based on, yeah, yeah. you know, that you have requirements and needs, I suppose, yes, you know, right. that, yeah. that's important. Um, yeah. And then, you know, you've, you've, you've got that core. Now, generally yeah. in NDIS, support workers will come in. You, you, you'll you be assigned someone yep. to come and help you do your yep. bits and pieces. What what yeah. bits are they allowed to do and not allowed to do? Oh, as far as domestic assistance? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so usually... Um, they're not allowed to do heavy stuff. So they're not allowed to climb ladders. Right. They're not allowed to, you know, yep, clean no, your gutters. No cleaning the gutters or the ceiling. No, mm. no, no ceilings, no cleaning windows. Oh, right. No getting off. on ladders and cleaning windows. Mm. Yep. 
Um, no lifting heavy objects. Um, right. I've had this, yeah, I've had these queries before where um, someone has said they're not very happy with the person that I've, you know, I've, that, that's it's been, been doing their domestic assistance because mm-hmm. they're not, they're not been doing what they've wanted, but they've been wanting them to, you know, move the fridge and sort yeah. of vacuum, you know, those sorts of things. Yeah, they can't, yeah. They can't do that. They're not. They can't. Well, I suppose they they're not designed to be repairmen, are they? They're not. No, they're not. They're not. They're not repairmen, and they're not industrial cleaners either. Mm. The funding's there for them to support um, the person, really, to do it, to to support them, and to help them do it. Mm. Mm. But of course, that's that's not that's often not the case. You know, the, Mm. the participant is just you know cannot do it so that's okay so the, so the the provider can send someone around to to do things but you know it's usually things like washing vacuuming mopping a floor washing up you know changing all linen the, all um, the things to bring know, life i suppose yeah, to normal for, yeah for, things for that need doing do yeah that's right and things that they're doing every week you know uh cleaning cleaning a bathroom things like that and mm. um toilets and stuff like mm. that yeah mm. things that you would do yourself every week that that a person with a disability has has issues doing yeah yeah oh look i think it's all it, it, it we're learning so much from this show oh, it is look, amazing yeah. We are. What we're going to do, we're going to go to a song and then we're going to come back and I'm going to give you three questions. Uh, This is what we do. Three easy questions, hopefully. Oh, good. I hope so. uh, Which will be um, to to help those people to summarise what we talked about tonight. So, All right, let's let's go to a quick song. And I chose this one. No worries. I chose this one for you, Niz. Oh, did you? Good. chat.com.au she hasn't seen for a long long time and i thought you know isn't that a beautiful song true uh we're talking to our specialist tonight uh nizzy as i like to call her uh who is all about you know uh, it's all about the ndis and how we support our friends and our families out there uh right across australia uh and mm. so we're back to our three questions are you ready okay okay mm-hmm. so uh, let me see if I can there we go. Mm. So the question number one is, what is something you should always ask your planner when you're doing your first initial NDIS review? Oh, yes, that's a very good one. Not very, not an easy one like you promised, oh, but... Well, I thought it was a bit easy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I guess most people would ask... How much will I be funded? No, how much funding will I get? I suppose is probably something. Yeah. If you've never been had it before and you've never been supported before, I guess 
that that's one of the questions. Or another one might be. Oh, I know this is you said only one question. But, no, no. Um, <laughs> we'll let you have another two. one. Another one might be. Um, so who who will support me? How will I find these providers? Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that deserves a clap. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Uh, it's true because you know, yeah. like if you if you don't ask that, you're not likely to get a support planner. Oh, definitely, um, definitely, and and definitely, like it. If you do it all yourself, it's a big, big world out there, isn't it? <laughs> like, oh, you know, for sure. You're going to find a lot of people to talk to. That's it. it it's yeah, and like you said, very daunting. Very daunting. Number two, mm. here's your easy question. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? Uh, mm-hmm. Number two is, what is the age that you can apply for NDIS? Okay. So you can apply, well, from naught to 65. 65. That's the cut-off yeah. limit. Yeah. Yeah. 65 is the cut-off. And from naught to seven is ECEI, Early Childhood Early Intervention. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then once you're past... And in that category, you don't need to have a formal diagnosis. Right. Okay. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You would need to have some, you know, a letter from a paediatrician and, um, you know, maybe you've already taken your child to a speech therapy or something like that. But you, you would need something to substantiate. You can't just sort of say it yourself if you know what I'm getting at. Right. But yep, it, yep. it doesn't have to be like a formal diagnosis yeah that's from naught to seven and then after that they just um yeah progress into um ordinary ndis funding yeah oh well we like that 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 deserves a clap yeah yeah it's a feel good moment feel good moment there last but not (laughs) least nez yes yes how much fish did you eat while you're on holiday oh goodly now this is an easy one Mm. oh look almost every night i can tell you we caught so much fish <laughs> that we had it all different ways. And uh, one of my friend's husbands is a fantastic cook, so he made it in all different ways. And, oh. um, yeah, yeah, it was nothing like fresh fish. And he oh, fillets so well, you know, not a bone in sight. Oh, I'm jealous, completely jealous. <laughs> <laughs> I'm completely jealous. But all good. Oh, look. Uh, well, we've got to finish that one with another plate. Uh, oh, lovely. No choice. No, no choice. Uh, it's a feel-good moment. Well, that's us with you tonight. I thank you for joining me, and I hope no you're going to come back. Um, oh, because we, we've yeah. got we got a lot to discuss, don't we? We, we do. do. There is a lot to discuss. Yes. And, of course, it's all very unpredictable. So, yes, lot, lots of different variances to discuss. Oh. Well, everyone, do thank Narelle for joining me on the program uh, tonight. Uh, and, of course, you can catch her at creatinglinks.org.au. Uh, yep. And uh, they can find out more info. Uh, if you're not quite sure, then at least yep. we can get you on the right path, can't we? That's for sure. All right. That's it. All right. Well, thanks, Nez. I do appreciate it. It's fantastic. No problem. Thank you, Sandy. That's all right. We're going to go to a song now, and it's going to be one of mine. So there oh. you go. Yeah, this will be cool. the first time you've probably heard me sing. Uh, it's, yes. a, it's a very old album, but it doesn't matter. And, oh, uh, we'll right. With someone after the
colour our world with a whole lot of people with from all different industries, of course, related to health, community and disability. And tonight is, well, we've got another... Uh, Special friend, let me say. I, I don't know if you could hear me on the phone too. I said, I'm going to call you Molly. Uh, and uh, Molly being a, uh, a wonderful, because Molly had a dolly if she was sick, sick, sick. And tonight, well, let me say she's not sick. Everything's fantastic because they're the type of songs you get when you have nursery rhymes and all those little interactive things. And tonight we're talking to Moles about, well... We're talking about early intervention. That's a bit of a down step. How are you tonight? Are you there? I'm good. How are you and your listeners? Oh, uh, look, well, we're, we're fantastic. We're having a good night. We, we just talked to Nez. Nez, everyone's got short names here at the radio station. Wish you an able chat because we like it that way. It's easier. You don't have to remember a whole name. And uh, so we, 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 we were talking about our plans and how to get your plans. But I thought without, we, we did mention a couple of times during our conversation tonight about um, early intervention and how up to a certain age group, uh, your NDS is sort of like an early intervention plan. But with you, I wanted to talk about uh, childcare and childcare and how um, you would get support at, uh, in, a, in a childcare environment. And I know you're a specialist about all this stuff because I have no idea. Uh, I work with adults, so I'm happy. Uh, I do work with some youth. That doesn't count. I'm not sure. Uh, tell us, how does it work in your world? Yeah, so basically uh, early intervention starts from well, zero to six, so in the early childhood sector. Right. And um, so when, a, you know, children come into the into the centre, they, you know, at the beginning we don't really see any signals um, or what we like to call red flags. And um, so with the young children, we go through developmental milestones. We take observations on the children. Um, and as, you know, their age progresses, if they're meeting milestones, and throughout this time we're speaking, you know, you know to the families and talking to them about if they're meeting them. Mm. Uh, once they get to a certain age, it's all about the language skills as well. So if they're not able to use their language skills, we just, We'll talk to the families and let them know uh, if they see, seek, you know, general practitioner advice and then from there they get a referral to see a paediatrician or they can go and see a speech therapist or an occupational therapist and then there's all the processes from there. Now, in your career, uh, you've been doing this a long, long time. I mean, she's like a dinosaur of the uh, young children area. Uh, but one of the things, what, what would you say is the first telltale sign of having a child that could possibly have a disability? Do you think it is like a, a language barrier? Do you think that's a common thing? I mean, I mean, because you get them from what? Babies. I mean, you, you, you've worked with babies right up to, as you say, six. Uh, mm. Is there a way of, of noticing a, a milestone that's not reached if they're only a baby? There's a variety of milestones not reached. It's not only just the language skills. It can be the physical mm. um, 
social skills, their emotional uh, attachments as well. Oh, I never um, thought of that. They're... You're right. If, if, they, mm-hmm. if they feel disconnected from mm-hmm. uh, someone that's supporting them, looking after them, you know, changing mm-hmm. them and all that, that would be a, yeah. a, a fairly good sort of like a little, well, it's a, it's a first flag, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And if they're not interacting with other children um, or they're not learning or they're, you know, another few areas that we look at, if they're not sitting down and engaging in activities or um, particular resources that they like to play with, you know, you may have children that present, you know, like wheels and constantly turning wheels all the time um, or just the, like listening to sounds of clicking sounds um, or yeah, there, there's so many. There are a few telltale signs that we look out for. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Just a whole lot of things were going through my brain as you were just saying that then, you know, like uh, that... The, the disconnection of definitely, you know, playing with others, you know. I mean, mm. I suppose mm. we – is that what in, – in a childcare situation, in that environment, um, uh, it, it, do they put all the babies together to play? Is that sort of something that you do? I don't know because I've never I, – I, I've worked in childcare, but I only ever did toddlers, so I never really dealt with the babies. How do – like, how do they yeah. play? What's the yeah, deal Yeah, um – Different centres, uh, depending on the age group, uh, they it could be zero to two or two to three, three to four, four to five. It just all depends on the mm. different centres um, and how they, you know, how they work. You, you've got services that have, you know, a number of children in their centre, so it could be a forty-place centre or seventy-two-place centre. So then they, they separate the age groups of the children um zero to two it's you know they quite often it's not not as visible the signs but then you can look out for you know the language being babbling for example if they babble or not talk then you've got the two to three that can be able to say one to two words they, they can talk a little bit more I've got flatmates that babble. Is that the same type of thing? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So they might need to get diagnosed. And (laughs) (laughs) um, and then uh, then three to four, their language increases where there's a few more words and sentences. And then Mm. four to five goes in their age group. There. So these again, it goes on to our observations that we look at the children, listen to them, um, show them, you know, even visual signs and cards. We yeah. we ask them, you know, even from books, looking at books and identifying the pictures and pointing to the pictures. So it goes works off a milestone checklist that we, you know, the services can um, go through, and then that yeah. supports them in saying, okay, well, they're ticking these boxes, but they're not ticking these boxes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in a in a in a daycare centre, you say you you realise that your child needs early intervention because they haven't ticked off those little boxes. How mm-hmm. how do you as a as a service provider how how do you um, offer better service? Like how 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 does how do you get the support? Yeah. So if the families that want to be work in collaboration with them that they've gone to see a paediatrician who then in turn they they 
see seek more like a speech therapist. Um, then if there's a diagnosis of the child, what we end up doing uh, that they can then further either apply for the NDIS mm. um, and where that's a national disability scheme uh, service that can help families in need of you know financial uh, benefit and then through that going back in the in an early childhood sector if we get the report from the speech therapist or occupational therapist that there's a diagnosis of a child yeah. um, we then can we have you know government services that supports with inclusion supports and then that supports with an, an additional educator in the service yeah, so that yeah. becomes um, you know, support for the child where they can have that one-on-one interaction with that educator and uh, work through them, which is great, which is pretty much an extra person in the room to support the child through learning um, Because, I mean, that's that's really valuable, isn't it? I mean... Mm, Absolutely. um, uh, To to sort of have that, that sort of support there... Mm, um, absolutely. It also makes sure that you know your 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 child is getting that sort of care that they're going to need. You know, because you can't mm, always just mm. expect it. It doesn't just always happen, does it? Yeah. And the key word being early intervention, which I know a lot of families out there they um, are hesitant to seek medical advice because they feel, oh no, my child will you know start talking soon. My child with this, but it's chat you know having conversations with the families to help them understand that we're not out here to judge we're not we're not judging families um it's uh, you know it's intervening early in early childhood so when they do get to school age and they're prepared to go to school and what we call mainstream school um the we work in line with the Department of Education where if they see that this child has had had support previously, then the, the primary schools will then are able to get their funding to have student learning support offices, which again will then support the children in more one-on-one interactions, helping them to read, helping them to write. Um, and this is where that that continues the cycle from there. Mm, I think it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, and, of, of course, it's all just about asking your provider uh, mm. to, to get the reports and see how your child's going and, and you know, whether they've Absolutely. noticed anything. Because, I mean, it yeah. happens at home too. I mean, we, we see the first stages in the everyday things, but then we because we're parents, we don't always necessarily think that, that they're any different from anyone else until someone else sort of, you know, brings it to your light, I suppose. Mm. Uh, and it's a little bit sort of what it's all about. Um, mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. What we're going to do, we're going to go to a little song I've chosen. Now, I, each week I choose a song for our uh, our professionals. Uh, and I've chosen a little song for you before we come back with our three questions that we've learned tonight. So uh, just, uh, well, I think this one's for you.
ablechat.com.au. Uh, that's right, 89.3 2GLF. Uh, this is Able Chat where we are talking about disabilities, community, anything's happening in your area. And, of course, if you've got something on in your community, you can drop us a line at info at ablechat.com.au or, of course, go to our website, ablechat.com.au. Do go to the 2GLF website and which uh, you'll be able to listen live or uh, on playback as well, on demand. Uh, we have got a specialist, Moles, or Molly as we like to call her, uh, who had a dolly who was sick, sick, sick. And hopefully it's not with COVID because apparently that's going around like bad at the moment. A lot of schools are uh, on uh, the edge of uh, closing and we hope that that's not going to put us back into that lockdown area again. But uh, uh, now, Moles, we've got three questions for you uh-huh. and, and hopefully they're not too hard. They're more like when you go to see Miss at Day Centre and she asks you the sort of little questions uh, and you have to get it right, otherwise you get sent to the naughty corner. <laughs> Okay. Sure. Um, that's right. All right. So question number one uh, is, how can you tell if your baby doesn't talk properly? Mm. Okay. So just um, as I mentioned earlier, we observe um, by noting how they behave, how they learn, um through social and emotional, how they react to situations and how they can interact with other children. I think that's that's uh, a very good it's a round of applause. Thank there. you. Thank uh, you. Yeah, beautiful. Uh, second question is what should I ask the people um, that are looking after my my young one? Uh, what what type of question should I ask them if I think that they might have a learning delay? Um, again, we go on the milestone checklist. Mm-hmm. Um, we when educators are writing observations on the children, they link it back to the framework. Yep. Yep. And, um, and you know, they also give examples of, you know, particular, for example, say zero to 12 months, you know, are they um, moving their eyes? Are they following sounds? Um, how do they respond to loud noises? Um, the babbling or their, another example might be their fists their hand fist, if it's open oh. and clenching, um, if they're, you know, open, shut, open, shut. Um, yeah, there's certain particular checklists that we can go off and supports us and guides us um, with these areas. I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Mm. Uh, that deserves an applause. Thank yes. you. Yes. Uh, well done. Last question. What should you do if you think that your husband has a bad case of sooky baby syndrome? Tell him to mm. eat cement and harden up. Oh, right. Well, I think that's definitely answered that question. <laughs> that's right. Yep. It's what it's all about in the world of uh, disability mm-hmm. and husbands. It's true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
of course, uh, if they've got some young kids at the moment that are coming into centre uh, and they've got COVID at home because it seems to be a bit of a flow at the moment, uh, mm. what what should they do with their kids? What What's the stance at the moment uh, in centres? What's the rules? I don't know. Just uh, well, at the moment, um, I, you know, a lot of the services go off what the uh, Department of Education website right. gives uh, advice on. But I, I, I believe once the child is completely well and COVID-free, they can return to the service. Um, might be five days, six days. But right. in saying that, uh, there is influenza around at the moment as well. So it could be... They just need to look out for the signs, either COVID or influenza. Always seek um, your general practitioner's advice. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just and follow, follow whatever the government are telling us to do. And that too. Um, but basically a lot of services do require a medical certificate before their child goes back to the, okay. the centre. Well, I'm glad mm. you said that, yeah, because that's, yeah, that's important. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, I, mean, I know it all goes by the service that you're attending, and that's who you should be asking. But it, I just mm. thought, you know, whether there was any specific things in case at the moment. It seems to me like all oh, just no. follow the flow and do what you do in that's your right. workplace. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. Just oh, that's wonderful. All right. Well, you've helped me a lot tonight, and oh, I really appreciate it. And I do hope you're going to come back on the show because we're going to talk about uh, in the next few weeks. I thought we might talk about some. Uh, child therapy things that you can use in yeah, I'd love uh, to. with your kids um, because I know a lot of parents uh, look at the Kmart catalogue and they go, I don't know what suits my child. And mm. uh, I think that's a really important conversation to have uh, and we've got Absolutely. to do. So uh, thank Absolutely. you very much for You're joining us my tonight. My pleasure. I love you. My pleasure. And, love you too. And I'll catch up with you soon. Yes. Right. Fantastic. Well, Have was, a great night. That was Molly. So give her a big wave as she heads off here. 89.3. This is Able Chat with Sandy Floyd. As Beverly comes in and starts banging and clanging, not to worry. <laughs> my name's Eddie Blotter. I'll see you next week. Take care. Thank you to all my guests tonight, by the way. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.